Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to No Easy Buckets. Uh, this is Jacob, and I'm joined by uh, frequent guest uh, Hunter Mitchell. And we kind of had a structure for this podcast. We we're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies kind of uh, season end and coaching search and the draft and all that. But we just finished watching the lottery about 30 minutes ago, and the Grizzlies got the number two overall pick jumping from the eighth spot, which was a wild lottery all around. And we can't not talk about it right now. Thoughts? Dude, what up? Um, I'm, I'm still kind of shaken. I'm not going to lie. Uh, to be so close to, to season tickets increasing by whatever percent you want to say. And so much hype going into the Grizz season. But still, number two. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm super happy. Yeah, I mean, like we we were talking, being so close to Zion, it's like it's like you're you're crying, like you're you're kind of uh, crying over something that's not like you got up to number two. We should be happy with that. We started at eight, but still being that close to number one and Zion pairing with Jaron Jackson, probably instantly two of the most likable young players or players in general in the NBA, which I think is big in the next few years as far as like you know media perception and whatnot that would have been awesome but still the chance at one of these other you know other other players after thinking maybe we don't even get a pick and send it to Boston I think that's a huge outcome for for the lottery yeah I mean honestly if we would have got anywhere outside of the top two I would probably be a little upset because I was team convey last time we spoke but, yeah. dude, John Morant, Bill Street Blue jersey, I don't <laughs> care what number you are, it'll be worn on opening night. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a must get. I mean, that Morant jersey. Well, let's get right into that. So, the, the New Orleans Pelicans, who were one pick above us and number seven, ended up moving all the way up to number one. Uh, Memphis, as we said, got number two. And then the Knicks and the Lakers are three and four and Cleveland at five. So, everybody thinks – New Orleans is going to take Zion. They should. AD still wants to get traded. That's the latest report. So if you're, if you're trading AD, it's a no-brainer. You pick Zion and build around him. Almost similar type of star coming out of college as AD was, kind of just this likable guy who seemed like he was going to fit right away and be able to be athletic and defensively help out enough in, right away. And then that leaves us with Ja Morant, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, I mean, there's a couple other guys. Jarrett Culver's been really only RJ and Ja yeah. are even in the conversation. I think so too. Um, but but Ja, man, like there's a there's a couple tweets out there right now that have put out some highlights, and I mean, just just continue <laughs> to watch his highlights and where what we need as a franchise is is a scoring playmaking guard who can play the one or the two. I mean, he's versatile as anybody. Uh, him and Triple J, golly, that's going to be fun. Those pick and rolls, if we can put some of these – I, I can go all day on this roster, the <laughs> slow-mos and the, and the Dylan Brooks of the world. And who knows what we're doing, Conley and JV. And, uh, yeah, it could, it could get fun again, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm excited. I think there's some hype back. Yeah, no, I, I, I do as well. I really like, honestly – I mean, and it's crazy to think that Javon Carter is now like – fourth or fifth down the rung of point guards on our team currently 
Because I think uh, I like DeLon Wright. I think he played really well at the end of the season. I think if you do now, if you do draft Moran and he's your starting one, then that leaves Wright to be that bench point guard, which I really think is going to be, you know, his kind of calling card. I think he's really thrived on that bench role, playing, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game, something like that. So there's a lot of fun scenarios, even if we trade Conley, but that's another thing we probably need to get into here in a little bit is that Conley stuff. Well, let's talk about let's stay on this lottery because I think this is a huge, huge deal for this franchise. And I was texting with Clay, and he was like, "Even the worst GMs can't screw this pick up this year." I know we've had bad luck with the number two slot, and Tony Allen was on Chris Verna on Verna's show today, yeah. and he was talking about some funny stories, and it just took me back. And to think that we would walk away tonight with a 6% chance to win the lottery and come away with number two, um, I'm, I'm happy as can be. And, and we're talking Grizzlies in May, and it's not Western Conference Finals, unfortunately. But Next best thing. With all this Memphis <laughs> Tiger talk and, and out my window, I mean, that recruiting class is they're taking yeah. over the, the media and whatnot. I think the Grizzlies needed this to continue to show what Hoop City is all about. Uh, we got two teams. And it's going to be fun with both of them. Young stars on both. I mean, what if, what if you like did something crazy next year? Didn't quite make the playoffs. Got lucky again and drafted like a, a Wiseman or somebody like that. Got got taken off. Like you could just yeah. just this never ending loop that we're in, living in this simulation of <laughs> of Memphis you know, sports being. Yeah. yeah, no, that. I mean, the hometown um, King, James Wiseman. That would be. I mean, our pick next year is. Top five protected. Top four. Top four. Top, top four. four. And, and if you so, trade I mean, Conley, then I think you're probably bad enough to be at that top, you know, depending on who you bring back and everything. But you're right. That could be three back-to-back good picks. Yeah, I know. But then what if, say, something happened, injuries, whatever, and you you mess around and you don't convey to the last unprotected year, and mm-hmm. – Man, we lose another good <laughs> opportunity. Um, yeah, I think I, you know I, the positive is that that I think it's twenty twenty one that it's completely unprotected. If you're in year three of Jaron, in year two of Ja Morant, and then whatever else we have, you know, uh, slow mo still on the team because of his contract. Uh, probably still have Parsons. Parsons. Parson, Parsons will be gone, but you have to think First in that mention of Parsons alert. <laughs> that free that third year of Jaron that you have to think that you're good enough to wear an unprotected pick isn't the worst thing in the world you know hopefully uh, yeah th- at that point at that point uh hopefully it's like in the high, in the 20s teens yeah. i mean something hopefully. on up there where we don't have to worry about it yeah but after getting number two this year that's now best case is, is maybe just get it out of the way or third year it's unprotected and we have you know and make the playoffs or whatever right right and I mean that's worst case scenario for Boston, who's probably a little disappointed. Uh, but I'm always good, glad when we can, can uh, mess up their day. But um, oh my god, how how about messing <laughs> up LA's day and New York's oh, yeah. day? And well, that's that's um, the crazy part is that like the Knicks and Lakers, the two household names in the Final Four. I kind of thought that. I was like, this, I mean, it'll be super cliche, super like, you know, conspiracy, but I thought the Lakers and the Knicks were going to get number one or number two. I really did coming out of the commercial. Break. Honestly, 
And then to think, uh, of all the four, I was either Lakers, Knicks, us, and New Orleans, and of course, our divi- they're in our division, though, so we get to watch a lot of Zion. You think about that? That's, cool. that's, that's, hey, think about that. I get to walk, and, walk and see Zion. Yeah, that, dude, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn into like that Warriors-Lakers type value. Yeah, no. New Orleans. Seriously. If I mean, he plays well and, and does yeah. stuff like that and goes off. I think it's good for New Orleans in general because, like, I think – They were worried about shipping the team off. Right, and I think this is the type of player – I mean, New Orleans Pelicans doesn't really have many fans, but if you can kind of get those Saints fans and those kind of South Mississippi, you know, North Sports Florida – fans. Sports, Sports fans. fans. Yeah, right. Like, if you can get those fans fired up for Zion, like, which I think they will be, then, I mean, that's good. That's, that's good for the city. And then, you know, I mean, we'll – good to come into town, maybe create a little rivalry there. Maybe Zion and Ja. I mean, they're two – Zion and Ja, like the whole season, and even before the season, even though they weren't as highly thought of in the draft, they're still the two most highlight-ready guys at any moment. So, both those guys kind of having a little rivalry in division, that would be fun. They're ready to play right now, and they yeah. have to on both teams. So, Yeah. I gotta see. I need to look up what Jaron's thoughts. I mean, like, is there any? Is there any? Ooh, so I'm reading some stuff right now. I mean, what if they traded Zion? Uh, pre-draft trade with Zion and Keith Davis, or trade Davis, build around Zion. I mean, they could do some things. Like, obviously, they're not going to pass up on him, so we don't have a chance at him. So I don't think right. we need to discuss that. But uh, it's just interesting. I, I hope he plays in New Orleans because. I just yeah. want to play against him, and and that'd be cool to see a lot. So, what if, what yeah. if, out yeah. of left field, yeah, what if we traded the number one pick? I mean, what if we traded with New Orleans to move up? Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how any scenario <laughs> could favor them in that in that regard. No. Um, they're both incredible talents, but like Zion is like one in. One in a hundred years, I think John Morant's like a one in a, you know, one in ten year type guy. Right, right, yeah, it's a generation. He's like a freak. He's a freak of nature by by any means. Like incredible basketball player, inside and out, can jump out of the gym. The poster dunks that he's had this season are yeah. incredible. He's jumped over people. Uh, I mean, he's played against SEC teams. I mean, he's played against plenty of top talent. Uh, yeah. And then we saw what he did in the uh, NCAA tournament. So. I'm yeah, stoked. All the Memphis media is stoked. Oh, this could not have gone any better outside of getting Zion. After right. missing out on the one pick, which we already – 6% chance is pretty damn unlikely. And to think that we were going to get the next best thing is dude, awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, I was just looking at some of the stats here, and they interviewed Morant before – uh, the the draft and he was talking about how he thinks his best asset is his IQ and I mean you know he's almost averaging two steals per game double double with ten assists and almost six rebounds too you know I know he had a high usage in that conference but still like you said he played good competition all year and was the only player that you really had to worry about for those teams and you know he's the ball handler too so and still did it right and still did it still got the rebounds he's six three one seventy I mean he's a little skinny. But I want to see his combine numbers, honestly, just to see what he truly is. I think he's going to be in it this week. So, shout out out to my boy Terrence Davis, uh, (laughs) invited to the combine. uh, Yeah, after his elite performance, 
shout out and reggie perry from mississippi um, state got invited too that was pretty i didn't really yeah, man. Hey, I'd, love, I'd love some some good talent uh, um some yeah. more young guard talent to come come aboard the grizz but uh i would be biased in that regard but hey what <laughs> we about we don't have our second what about <laughs> hey we can, hey we've moved before <laughs> maybe we have to jump back in the first round though so here's the thing do we keep mike conley a year to another year to lead jaw into this league and kind of take him under his wing how good of a guy to to mentor somebody would mike conley be and they could play together it would be you saw what mike did when the pressure was off his shoulders last year when he knew he wasn't going to get oh i'm sorry after the deadline and he kind of had a little like all right well now it's just playing basketball and he went off uh, why can't they do that together while mentoring him to be the future of this basketball team and let him and Triple J lead us into the abyss and have these slow mo and Mike Conley and and then a now a middle kind of a what has the JV been in the league now a few years so I mean yeah he's probably this is all kind right. of a good mix of vets and and young talent that we could piece together something to at least get us a seven seed like come on yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, I think if you hold on to Conley, I think you're looking at probably a, you know, playoff contention probably down there at the bottom. But, I mean, that's the thing, too, is I think, you like you said, you hit it on the nail on the head. Like, Conley is a good mentor. I, I don't think he would necessarily be opposed to playing alongside him, maybe play some two-guard minutes, get some, like, you know, some fresh they can leg. each play yeah. one and two. Like, yeah. we've seen it both ways. Like, it would be – it could – Yeah. I, no, yeah, well, it's right. So it's like, who's the coach? Who's the coach? So who's going <laughs> to, you know. True. Does... That's true. I was glad. I was talking about this earlier with Clay that, you know, I thought it was a – I was taking it as a win that we've waited up to this point to hire a coach and hope, hoping that the lottery brought us, you know, some magic so that maybe, you know, it would make us a more desirable destination, which I think we are. Changes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And instead of us losing our pick and then a coach come in and being like, they're rebuilding. Am I going to get enough time here? Like stuff like that. So no, um, I agree a hundred percent. Um, that's a, that's a great point. I think one, two and three, like changed your, your coaching search just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to no. sway somebody immediately, but, um, it at least it's, it's definitely uh, a factor. It's definitely something to think about. It's definitely an asset in our, like it's it's a what do you think i mean who, who who's on your big board i'm gonna say this and i've said it to a couple people uh <laughs> you know some might think i'm joking but becky i'm, yeah. I'm telling you becky. she's been under pop becky, yeah. becky hammond um man it's funny because everybody just laughs me out of the building but that's a i'm talking dark 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 horse but uh hey you never know i mean yeah it's probably pretty good with x's and o's and, and knows how to manage games and minutes and players I, yeah. um, I think so i think i think it's a good point i've heard a lot of people talking about it um as an ad place yeah uh so i've heard a lot of people talking about it i think it would be a good hire um publicity she, yeah how many, national, publicity. how many national televised games would we get now think about that yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I think 
some people think she's a little bit too young or a little bit too low on experience. But I mean, we see guys that are, we see players that are, you know, Jason Kidd basically was a coach, Jason head coach. Kidd, and, like these yeah. guys just hop out of the league and they're like, Oh, I can coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously I just throw it out there cause it's a good talking point, but I mean, there are some guys like, that have won championships like a Mike Brown or whatever that other Warriors coach is and Tyron Lou and I mean Luke yeah. Walton's even looking for a job still. No, no, he signed. Never mind. I no, no, Ty Lou is still out there. No, I said Luke Walton. Oh yeah. Track. Well, we don't even He's want Walton. Market. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll kind of just listing some names, but yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, who do we? What? What are we looking for? I, I can't tell you what Para and Wallace are thinking because no, dude, if anybody knew we'd be in a better spot, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I would kind of, I kind of like, uh, you know, the Cavs just hired John Beeline. I've always been a guy that thought that some of these college coaches would make good NBA coaches, like taking a chance on a guy like that. Um, I think that is going to work out for Cleveland. You know, you had the Brad Stevens one. Horberg. I I mean, Fred Horberg, that that didn't work out. Um, Billy Donovan's been pretty good. Donovan's been pretty good yet. I, I was kind of thinking about that. I mean, there's not really anybody that jumps off the the page at you. Um, I mean, a lot of those coaches are in grain like Izzo and stuff. They're not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I didn't think Milan was going anywhere. That's a true. That was a shock. That's true. I mean, you know, I, maybe, maybe we can get Hugh Freeze in there. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> Lord willing, Lord willing, but no, I think you're probably going to end up, with one of those just like journeyman assistants or one of those guys looking to make a jump. I mean, we had the Lithuanian guy that was rumored. I mean, how many coaches yeah. have we had in the last five years? It's, it's a revolving four. door right now. And I, yeah, I really love to kind of look at the, like at a three year plan. Um, not saying it's a rebuilding, but like you got to give some, some people some time to, to get in there and, I don't know. I mean, that's going to have to work itself out. Because, it's, it's one of those uh, things, you know, like, we're not – you can't – like, you can talk about the coaching search for the Grizzlies, but it's not one of those te- – we're not one of those teams that's going to be in the running for any big names, really. So, no, it's, it's kind of just be, like – It's going to be a guy not, probably we've never heard yeah. of. And it's not great like, radio. Oh, so man, let's, say. let's Google him. <laughs> Right, like it's like uh, we're gonna we're gonna probably it's not gonna be a exciting thing, but back um, to yeah, back to the roster because we don't know enough about that, and it's it's really does Mike Conley stay? Um, you know, are these these young guys that we had gonna be healthy? And well, you know, where do we go from here? The West is still stacked. I mean, it doesn't change every year. We'll get on we'll get on the beginning of the year podcast again and say we're excited, we're hopeful, we're happy, and we have injuries. We have good teams. We, you know, yeah, bipolar. Um, yeah, the kind of one of the things I wanted to run back to real quick is a couple of uh, scenarios where, and these are these are a little bit. They're not far fetched because they're definitely going to work out, and they wouldn't be crazy trades, but they probably won't happen. I did have a couple of thoughts. This one has been uh, bounced around a couple of uh, NBA channels. Was if if you know, if Kyrie leaves Boston, sorry, I just hit my mic arm, but if, if Kyrie leaves Boston and they start to go in some crazy directions with a rebuild, what about, not a rebuild, but they want to compete right away. What about Conley for Hayward? 
Gordon Hayward. And there's obviously be some other pieces in there. We would probably want to get that protection off of our pick from Boston just completely. Maybe that's yeah, all. Yeah, you think you, I mean – we would probably be like, Use hey, that as a, as a play. I mean, yeah, or or get one of their other first rounders. And Hayward and Parsons like on the floor at the same time might as well have two <laughs> players playing in the pool. I mean, <laughs> dude, their legs are going to be like they're playing pool basketball. That's true. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I could. I really I, actually, I like some of the players we got right now, and I want to keep a a good percentage of them. Um, if we could add a piece or two, I mean. Just continue to to sharpen the tools. I mean, I, I think JV, Triple J, Dylan, Slow Mo, I'm team keep Conley to, to mentor Ja. Uh, Parsons, still my boy, still going to be grinding. He stays grinding in the gym. He has never missed on his Instagram story. He hasn't. That's facts. He's going to be in um, L.A. all summer. All he's doing is doing and, and then even those guys we signed uh, – you know, signed late in the season that played their ass off, and um, the team was fun to watch. And I think a lot of those guys want to be here, and they want to they want to buy in. And um, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, it kind of seems like that after one of those seasons. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of those players when those the exit interviews and things like that, those guys that have been there for four or five months. You know, not even that you know, you, they say the right things and you've seen it before, but then it's like, they're obviously going to do what's best for them. Not that we would disagree, but I, I don't know. I feel like we're not going to get all of them. We've already had CJ miles opt in. I think like, and I heard somebody talk about it today. I didn't really give it much thought till now was that JV opting out. Um, uh, Valanchunas opting out, maybe thinking that he can get like a three year contract somewhere for the same amount of money total. And he would rather do that and go to a different place than stay in Memphis. I think that's probably the most likely person to leave, um, because I mean, I think you know, that sucks because I liked yeah. him. Yeah, I, I did too. Joke him Noah again. <laughs> <laughs> that's dude, the thing that too is that is a to, dog, right? Even we have to sign him. Um, yeah, we have John to be careful. Right? I mean, we have to be careful with uh, who we like the type of contracts we bring back because when Parsons is finished up after next season and then, you know, we'll actually have some good cap space. We don't want to have like, you know, Joe Kim Noah on a three year, $20 million deal. I mean, I, I don't think he would get anything. Nah, nah, it's not worth that. You don't but... want to make those or you don't want to extend Valanchunas for too much money you know, and then ruin your chances of getting something in free agency. So yeah, but dude, look at that dude's numbers and how young he is like yeah. that. I think he's worth investing in. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, the thing is with me is that but, he was basically a throw in to a trade. Like, like Toronto was trying to trade him a team that was in because he was injured. Well, no, no, no. He was, they, tr- they've been trying, they were trying to trade him for like two or three years, the last two or three years. Like they, he wasn't a good fit. Maybe he didn't like Canada. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he didn't he like Memphis Ribs though. And he called it That's jazz true. music, but no, it, it well, really blues. Um, he really, he really impressed me. And I was, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm more being devil's advocate than anything. I just don't want us to do some type of, you know, when he signed his last contract that he's on right now, it's like a three year, you know, 17, $18 million a year. People were like, I can't believe he got that much money. If he re-signs for something similar this year, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be that big of a fan of him on that type of contract. So, 
I'm okay with bringing him just staying on his last year option and then figuring it out for that. I just don't want to do some long-term deal that, you know, just based off of like one month, two months. So, but you know, we still got some good pieces uh, to look at. Um, like you said, uh, I'm going to get some more shots at those young guys this year. Um, and I'm really, I'm really hoping that we can bring DeLon Wright back on a, a pretty good contract since he's a restricted free agent. So uh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'm pretty excited about him. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, we'll probably lose Holiday. Uh, Miles is going to be back on that one year. Brooks is like – I think the final year of his contract is this coming year. Yeah, I mean, if he could just, like, stay healthy, he'll probably end up moving on. But, I mean, he still can be a good piece for next year. Yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> you're right. Well, he's at least a candidate to, like, okay, maybe we want to give this guy another shot for two years after that. And he was, you know, he was a starter before he got hurt, basically. So yeah, no, and that was a freak injury. Like I hate it for him. Um, yeah, no, I, mean, I really do want to keep Mike Conley. I just, <laughs> I really like him. Oh. I think if you watch the way CP3 manages games, like there's older point guards in the league that still can manage games, get shots, do things. That is so valuable. That's yeah. so freaking valuable. I, I I can't understate how valuable the Memphis Grizzlies or Mike Conley is the Memphis Grizzlies. And I mean, he's our team. I mean, he's he, he we didn't lose good, much when we lost Mark, but we'd lose a, sh- a crap ton. Yeah, you can say shit. Uh, losing Mike Conley, <laughs> you can say shit. Uh, hey, it's our podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, no, you're right you though. Know. I mean, I, it's it's to me. I was I was also you know towards the end of the season and then a little bit in the playoffs, people were talking about trades with uh, Utah, and I've had several like neutral party people, my friends out here in the Bay Area, California, like ask me about like, would you do Conley for Rubio in a first round pick? And I'm like, no way. Uh, no. I, I know a first round pick is like, but they're a playoff team. We just cannot downgrade. We just not no. downgrade on the player. About, and I don't think any draft pick. Uh, what about, it, check this one, check this one. What about Mike Conley for CP3? <laughs> so we have Chandler Parsons and Chris Paul on the team. I think Houston. Oh I, my that god! Happen, I, that I think that's a downgrade. That's a downgrade, <laughs> and I hate yeah. him. And I think the city hates him from the Clipper days. So that would never work. There's no way, no way that would work. No, I know, I know. There's a lot of reasons why that wouldn't work. I would. Uh, it would be interesting because he's on that huge contract uh, after this year too. So I think Houston would do it. But uh, I thought that was just a fun uh, scenario to think about. Last year, it would have probably been like, yeah, we'll do it. Um. But, yeah, so I think the major question, now that we have the number two pick, basically, you know, we're picking, you know, Moran. We have the number two pick. How crazy is that? Like, it, I just think about that for a second. Like, we, so, we talked about the beginning, but, like, it, it – dude, I, let's – let's sorry to cut you off. Let's break down that, that little fine. span of time in the draft lottery. So, we're <laughs> oh, yeah, sitting there – our spot is coming up, and I'm sure you're watching uh, on ESPN as well. Yeah. And they get to where, you know, quote, we're supposed to be picking. Um, and they call – I don't even know who they called because it doesn't matter at that point. Because <laughs> we're like, like – The Memphis Grizzlies the have Hawks. moved to the yeah. top four. Yeah. Oh, and the Hawks fans were pissed. And I was like – kind of didn't hit me yet. I was like, wait, we moved. So, wait. Where are we? And then they posted our our logo up there, and I was like, 
holy shit, we're in the top two. And I'm on the – I'm texting two groups. Clay was in yes, both of the groups. Bre- uh, Brady V, Ate, uh, I mean, you. Uh, yeah. It was – and Twitter was exploding. It was like, we're going to go to a commercial break to find out the, the top four. And my heart was racing. It was the longest commercial break, too. It was like we had minutes. a chance. So then they call out number four, Los Angeles Lakers. And then they call out New York Knicks. And at this point, I am full freakout mode. Like, we are, we are an envelope away from Zion. <laughs> I know that was, I was really number two isn't even terrible, but like just being that close in the anticipation of having the number one draft pick, like, Oh my God, I about lost it. And then they called out, uh, number two, Memphis Grizzlies. And I was like, my, and so, and then everybody goes crazy about New Orleans and, and all of Memphis is, I took the quickest second to say, damn, and then I got over it, and I was like, "Ja, let's go, Ja." Yeah, and that's the reaction I think as Memphis fans we have to have. I mean, because like you said, that was a long commercial break, but like that moment, it was kind of it was it was really crazy. Like the the you know picks fourteen through everything was chalk up until like number nine or something like that, and it was just like, "Whoa, wait, stuff's happening." The people on TV didn't even know it was happening. We and were then, the second one to move. Right. L A moved before us. Right, right. So L.A. was like – everybody was freaking out because of that because they were supposed to be 11. And then the people on the you know at the desk on ESPN didn't know what was going on. I was watching the Bill Simmons-Ryan Rosillo live stream, and Bill Simmons literally didn't say anything. He didn't know what to do. He was like, what's going on? And he was freaking out. That's the new lottery. I like it. Yeah. I was a fan. Oh, I was fun. huge. Yeah, I actually wrote a little piece uh, for Vendetta Sports, uh, you know, a couple months ago about it and how I thought that I was like, this is the possibly going to be the craziest lottery because there's the most possibility, you know, instead of just having drama in that top three, we can have drama throughout the entire thing. And that's exactly what it was, you know, but like you said, the slight moment of kind of like, whoa, damn it, we didn't get Zion, but now we have our pick of whoever else we want. And honestly, I don't even think we can make a bad pick at this point unless we really reach and take like bowl bowl or something from Oregon. Like, you know, that would be a, you know, that I just, I don't think we can really make a bad pick here. Similar to last year when, you know, we had a lot of good players to pick from. So I'm excited. Um, I'm just, just tell me his number and and when we can get a Morant jersey. Uh, and that's just, that's just it. We're just going to ride that hype train and, and carry the momentum is, is all we're going to do. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's all we can. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I was trying to look up his Jersey number real quick, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean that I think like what I was trying to get out a little bit earlier was now that we do have that number two pick and we really have the pick of the litter basically after Zion, the main offseason question to me it's exciting about the pick, but the main question is Conley. And I think, you know, I think you feel a little bit better about your decision either way now that you have that pick. So, uh, yeah, but I that's an emotional, be, that's an emotional decision um, yeah. because of what he's meant to this franchise and all respects to him. He deserves to play on a winning team, but I don't see a reason why he can't lead some young talented mixed with, 
uh, some crafty vets and, and a few free agents and, um, you know, be that elite player he is and carry us to 44, 45, 47, kind of yeah. whatever number we need again next year. And, um, or do we just let him roll and get something good for him and play the John Triple J show and just go all young like the Sacramento Kings and see what happens? <laughs> this is um, – I actually think – about Dave Yeager? I mean, damn. <laughs> I'm not opposed, honestly. I don't – I mean, he wasn't good for young players, but, I mean well, – Look what he did in Sacramento. You can't say that. And I that's true. Yeah, players. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. He just – I know they said that he always, like, didn't want to play young players, but I guess in the Kings he kind of had to. Um, well, that's all I had was young players. Right, that's all I had. So he's kind of stuck with it. And I mean, I think that that wouldn't be a bad bad hire to bring back. Um, but I mean, I'm looking forward to see. I do think that you know, if you're Mike and you look at it and like, what are your prospects? Like, if you go to Utah, are you winning? Uh, you know, a, a conference finals? Even are you even making a conference finals? If you go to like the Lakers, is that happening? Like, you go to anywhere like that, what what are you going to really get out of it? But if you stay in Memphis, where you know you have the the next two years of your contract, you know everybody loves you, you know you're the number one option, that's the best opportunity for you to make an all-star game and to be an all-NBA player. Some people were voting for him third-team guard this year. If he has a full season as the number one option and he's healthy and he's, you know, a good leader, he's all – I mean, we we know he's going to do and say the right things. So he's going to be the – store. he's going to be like Kimball Walker next year, not about the free agency, but about kind of just everybody. And he's our really only superstar quote with with the – but we get national attention with Triple J and Ja and – Hire yeah. Becky Hammond, and you know, next thing you know, we're on ESPN every night. I mean, hey, that—that's the. I mean, give us some more TNT games. Well, I'd love to hear honestly, you. let's 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 talk about this for a second. We're a small market team. I mean, would we do anything for publicity? Memphis is not above anything. They're screwing no. up music fest and barbecue fest. Why not just throw <laughs> another wrench in the barrel and and try to get us on national TV a couple times a week by hiring a woman coach and having two young, talented stars, keeping Mike Conley, uh, the Parsons effect. I mean, he gets all the L.A. Uh, crowd yeah. anyway. Uh, I mean, he was freaking dating Kylie Jenner. So, <laughs> I mean, and then I have a couple of other young, you know, the the Delon Wrights uh, of the world type type players. And um, I don't know. Why not? We have no, a- I could definitely see us doing making a move like that. I mean – you know, people actually rumored her for the Lakers job just because, like, you know, if you hire – like, the media is going to get certain coverage when you hire the first woman head coach. Like, that's going to be a certain storyline and a certain thing people aren't going to want to cross. But, you know, I think even for basketball reasons, I still don't think she's an out-of-the-question hire. And, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna tell me that you're hiring Becky Hammond to come in and to really kind of groom this roster – and this team through this rebuild with Ja and Triple J and who, you know Conley hopefully or whomever else, I'm okay with that. You sell me on like a three year plan with her instead of JB Bickerstaff. I'd much rather have that. Clay is gonna give me so much hell for bringing her name up after this. <laughs> um, but you know, like, like we said, we're playing devil's advocate with straight up pub, straight up media, national attention. If we wanted anything, you know, we all I told him quote. We get a Christmas Day game with Becky, no doubt. It'll be it. It'll oh, be at 11 a.m. Central. I don't think uh, but, um, dude, I'm telling you, she would change. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
especially having uh, what if you know uh, that's the thing mike conley want, uh playing with jaw one and two and then triple j and and just yeah. and parsons and dylan brooks there you go <laughs> yeah i mean that's what's really got to start i think slow-mo's got to start he's too good no, I think he's a star. We were actually talking about it earlier. I think your starting line is probably Mike and Ja with Devon Carter. That experiment you know, over. Send him to the hustle. Yuda, bring Yuda. He played. He played great. Uh, we can oh, I want Yuda later. But. I want. I want Yuda. I want Yuda on the roster. But I was saying, you know, I think Kyle Anderson at the three, JJ at the four, and then. Valanchunas possibly at the five. And then I think you have a closing lineup. That would be great. A closing lineup potential with JJ or Jaron Jackson at the five, Kyle Anderson at the four, and then maybe another wing player uh, in a perfect world. I think he played John and Mike at the same time. Right, right. But then you have another wing and you just move uh, slow mo. It can be Dylan. Well, it can be Dylan or Chandler. Dylan or Chandler or CJ Miles, even. I mean, CJ Miles is a vet. He's Dude, he, he played. He played. Yeah. I was impressed. Or do you go triple point guard lineup with and throw Delon Wright in there? I mean, I think there's regardless, there's no sh- three point shooting in that starting lineup. I like I like Delon Wright a lot. Yeah, I did too. He those back to back triple doubles were electric. Back to back triple doubles. Uh, I mean, crazy. like that's a guy you and think about him with John the backcourt on the on in the. Yeah. the Two lineup. I mean, yeah. dude, off the bench, those guys would tear some people up too. I mean, right? You had the double ball handlers, kind of. I mean, maybe they and maybe they do bring Jaw off the bench to start the season, uh, and maybe they start Avery Bradley or somebody alongside Mike, like we did last year. But either option, I think, is going to be fun. I mean, Jaw actually shot the ball pretty well towards the end of the season and in the tournament. People, that's his knock, but like he's not bad. He had a decent. He's like mid thirties. And oh, dude, just I get him in the fun. NBA gym. Get him. Yeah, he, he had to just do a lot. So, and he likes to dunk on people. So, um, <laughs> that'll change a little bit. He'll pick his spots, and I think he'll shoot a lot more from the outside because I think he has potential, just raw talent. He's thirty six percent. That's pretty good. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, and and kind of you know, I know we don't want to talk too long tonight. It's May. We're not in. We're not in the playoffs. We did just have a huge hit in the lottery, but. We can kind of wrap it up with some, uh, you know, memories of May go go back. And I remember us, you know, the triple overtime game against Oklahoma City and the, the Spurs clincher with the Zebo step back and all that stuff through the rounds one and two and even into the Western Conference Finals. And, um, you know, even the game seven that we lost against the Clippers in the grindhouse uh, on a Sunday, it's just, I want to get back to some of those playoff games. Growl towels in a playoff atmosphere is <laughs> unlike anything I've ever been in. And it's so much fun. And we just took a huge step forward to that tonight. And I hope Ja is is kind of that next piece. Um, everybody was so hyped on Triple J last year. And you get a, a back-to-backer and then maybe you get lucky with the with keeping a mic and sounding to somebody else that's a breakout and just having the right coach and chemistry can go a long way. And we could be, you know, getting lucky in the first round and playing a good matchup in the second before you know it. I mean, yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, like, like this, that side of the bracket this year, I mean, it's a winnable thing. I mean, 
the trailblazers aren't that much better than, you know, what I think a fully healthy Grizzlies team could be. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. I, there's a lot of, there's, there's just a lot more to be excited about than, you know, towards the middle of last season when it was just thinking like, you know, what's going to happen. Are we trading Mike and Mark is, is this all just, you know, getting torn down. So new coach coming in new front office, it's looking good. And like you said, we've got Tiger basketball in the fall or in the, in the, you know, coming up as well. So maybe the, yeah, the Reds Reds will travel to the forum this year. Uh, (laughs) Again, we're riding a three game winning streak against the Tigers, but that's going to be a freakish new team. Um, Yeah, they're going to be tough, but dude, basketball is in full force. Um, the Express yeah. left the city, but the Memphis Tiger football <laughs> team. Before we get to the betting pod here coming up uh, under the covers, uh, college football pod. Memphis is favored to win every single game on their schedule this year. That's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. But yeah, Memphis has got some hype and some momentum, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, uh, that... I had a good time enjoying that lottery, and uh, that was better than conveying even though I was team convey and god that was exciting that was just number two <laughs> fantastic for the franchise yeah. I'm glad we did the pod tonight it was perfect timing yeah. even though we had this plan from last week uh it, it <laughs> would have yeah, probably better. had a we different should've... tone to it oh the tone would have been on we, we were we we should have thought ahead and planned it for this night in, <laughs> in the beginning but I didn't think about it much no, better. it just actually kind of just worked out, but um, good for us, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we can do it, and uh, I guess this will be the end of uh, this is the end of the line until uh, probably uh, preseason basketball. What do you say? I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think you know we know who we're going to draft, and until we hire a coach and, and maybe you know get some things we can talk. But uh, you know, it's it's the summer. Nobody wants to talk Grizzlies basketball around here. No, yeah, I mean, I think the if we have an emergency, if we have an emergency Conley trade, or you know, or a Becky Hammond hire, or uh, a Zion falls to two because of health concerns, yeah. or something. we may have to do. We may have to do a little pod. Maybe we get a couple other people in here. Maybe Mike or you know Clay or somebody to talk draft after we take a draft and just go back over some of the stuff we just did. But we'll 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 cross that bridge. Uh, we're we got some good things coming from. Uh, for under the covers, I don't know if if Clay has mentioned all of it to you or not, but uh, got some good kind of um, I guess uh, if you want to call it segments and stuff coming for the uh, for the new year, and I'm I'm looking really looking forward to that. I got a couple months to kind of fine tune everything and figure out what we're going to do, put some research in. Yeah, you know he he talked about a few things, and uh, you know uh, myself and one other guy were pretty heavily involved and <laughs> yeah. you know i hope to hope to uh enjoy some of that again this year we won't we won't disclose too much but uh right now it'd be fun i heard about them trying to do it um you know more more of a live style over there and, and maybe try to try to drop in and, and give my hot takes after just blazing i mean i made people <laughs> so much money last year you really you did they'll be spending it um and you know, I'll probably I'll probably give you a sneak peek right now, but fade the reps. Uh, you know, fade the reps. <laughs> hey, fade the uh, bulldogs too. Uh, we're I'm trying to put as much money as like I'm using all the money I won from your bets to put the under win total on this. Uh, and go and go back. Oh, that under win total from Mississippi State. Yeah, we're gonna have to I think it's put a, our money in a pot together and, and 
<laughs> I think it's at eight right now. So like, please go. Yeah, I'm, I, under the covers has a lot of momentum in the uh, college football betting world and, and in the um, NBA. So it's it's cool. I'm glad to be a part of it. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, my pleasure. And uh, I'm sure we're just one season away uh, from getting picked up by ESPN or the Action Network. So I'll be looking forward oh, to that. Oh, yeah. Call. And we yeah. do it for the love of the game. Yeah, right. Uh, That's you know, it, it's, it's really – we, you know, we all love our opinion to be heard and I just love, yeah. love the game and have some passion. So, you know, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, so a lot of stuff to look forward to, obviously, you know, electric post lottery with the Grizzlies number two pick, um, you know, let's, let's hope that we hold on to Mike, Mike Conley and, uh, you know, we run it back this year and have a, have a fun team, but appreciate you jumping on dude. Uh, we'll talk soon and, uh, I'll definitely holler at you next time I'm in Memphis. Oh yeah. And, uh, I will go, um, I'm going to go to barbecue fest this weekend with, with clay and hang out at his, with his team and, and word on the street is maybe we can get Verno and Roser down there and I'll get their takes and uh, <laughs> I can, I can come report back. Uh, you know, hey, I'll document the experience with, with the, with the picture or, you know, maybe even a selfie <laughs> with, with, uh, Johnny Bearcat. So hey, please do. Um, make sure they yeah. subscribe. To the pod. Oh, we're gonna have um, barbecue sauce all over our face for the pick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be a. Le- you wearing the Parsons jersey? Oh yeah, Thursday night probably wearing the Parsons jersey, and then Friday just wear uh, probably a cool um, Grizzlies t-shirt that I can rustle up. So maybe, oh, yeah, maybe a maybe, all the way. Maybe a bootleg John Morant jersey. I'm just saying, yeah. there's ideas. Hey, I mean, you know. Do, it, do what you got to do to get it out there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, y'all be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time, uh, probably for Under the Covers. We'll see you. Peace.